KXNO. Ken Miller, Trent Condon. They are Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Hi, right, good morning, everybody, and welcome to Miller and Condon on a Thursday. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, as we talk sports with you for the next couple of hours. And thanks for spending at least a portion of your morning with us. Uh, Trent Condon back in tow, coming up on the BMW of Des Moines guest list here today in about 25 minutes. We will head west as far as Lincoln, Nebraska, to catch up with our friend Stephen M. Sipple, Lincoln Journal star. The Huskers host the Badgers this week as they try and inch their way closer to bowl eligibility. Trent, I don't know about you. Good to have you back, by the way. Thank you. Good Show's to be back. the same without you. The podcasts don't get posted. Uh, <laughs> you wear a lot of hats, and I'm grateful for you for doing those things. Um, don't you hope? Maybe you don't since you're a Hawkeye fan. I want Black Friday for, for Nebraska to get to that point with five wins in the bank, knowing that they need to win, need to beat the Hawks to get the bowl eligibility. Do you want that? No. I no, didn't think so. Lose every game possible. <laughs> I hope they have absolutely nothing to play for. They don't show up, and we get a 42-7 to clubbing. Uh, and it could very well happen, uh, so we'll see. Stephen M. Sippel will join us at 10.25, as he does, um, for the most part, each and every week during the football season. Lee Sterling's going to be back in here, 10.45. Credit where credit is due. I'm going to tell him this when we get him on, just like I'm going to share with our audience and remind our audience, Trent, as we go back to last week, uh, he had the he threw out his legendary, the wrong team is favored. Mm-hmm. And he did so, and I think most of the audience went, boy, what does this dude know? Right. I mean, if this what guy... What is he doing? If, right, if he can do it, anybody can do it. He said, the wrong team is favored. The Gophers should be favored over Penn State. Most people, I think uh, Trent and I can speak for you, uh, thought he, um, you know, he's lost it in, in some respects, but he was right. He was right on, and that was certainly a dominating first half out of the Gophers. They held on. For dear life, late in that they one. sure did. The James Franklin decision there in the third quarter to go for two mm-hmm. still doesn't make a whole lot of sense nope. the way the game played out. Maybe impacted it there, but they got the victory. They got their heavyweight title tilt that they wanted. They got the victory, and now they come to Kinnick Stadium, one of the games he'll be picking for us this week, Iowa hosting Minnesota. And that line has remained Gophers getting three. You surprised? Did you think we were going to see a movement in that point spread? I did. I I thought so. Look, there's a lot of folks that are sitting out there thinking that... Because I don't. I mean, there's there's a trophy on the line, a letdown after that big Penn State game. They're reading their press clippings. They're, they've been everywhere. They walk in school. They can't get away from it. You guys are great. Uh, they're in the top ten as they come out. Where were they? Eight, I believe, in the playoff poll. From, yeah, they moved up nine spots. Biggest jump in the history of the playoff poll into the top ten. Uh, so these Gophers are in uncharted territory for them. I'm anxious to see the game, Trent. I, th- I believe in this uh, Gophers football team. The offensive line has grown up from the first couple of weeks of the season. Certainly, the non-con portion of the season when they just they couldn't block anybody. No, uh, and now they're they're much better. 
I'm looking as forward to this game as I am maybe to any other games on the slate. And there's some big ones this weekend. Some rivalry. Michigan-Michigan State is big. Auburn-Georgia is big. Iowa State-Texas is big. Uh, some big spots this weekend, but this one certainly uh, has my attention. In the 11 o'clock hour, Alex Halstead uh, will join the program. Uh, 24-7 Sports, CycloneAlert.com. We'll do some basketball. Probe signed his final uh, piece of his 2020 recruiting class we'll do some hoops we'll do some football with alex and then mark morehouse will slide in here at about eleven thirty-five or whenever uh, mark finishes up his podcast his on iowa podcast with scott dockerman from the athletic they're recording that i believe as we speak so mark should be with us about eleven thirty-five or eleven forty to finish out the program the nfl is back tonight college football power five is back tonight still don't understand the scheduling what went into it the steelers are playing at the same time as the panthers i mean if you're a football fan I mean, look, I get it, right? It's in in the city of Pittsburgh. It's a Steelers town. Mm-hmm. First and foremost, it always will be. Um, but, you know, kind of feel bad for Pitt. I saw tickets. You can get them online as cheap as three bucks. Seems like a ripoff. To, <laughs> to see UNC uh, play Pittsburgh tonight. Two teams that are pretty good record-wise. I mean, they are pretty uh, good record-wise. North Carolina needs this game. I think they're, what, four and five, I want to say? They are, yeah. And uh, I think Pitt has got the bowl eligibility. They're playing for a better bowl at this spot. But it could be a good game. I'm, I'm going to spend as much time... I think in the college game, as I will in the NFL game, really? the Steelers go to the Browns. You know what? I found myself last night uh, doing the same thing. There was some good basketball on and probably should have you know, got a glimpse of Northwestern mm-hmm. or got a, uh, got a glimpse of Ohio State. Uh, I think there was a Big 12 team that played that probably should spend some time getting familiar with them because sure. we're going to talk about them. Trent, I couldn't turn off Maction. No? It's just because there's so few of them left. Yeah, and but I, it's, it's terrible football. I get it. It's all, all footballs. Some is better than others. I get it. Kind of like some other things, right? But at the end of the day, football's football, and Toledo comes roaring back northern, and nobody cares. Move no, on. not at all. <laughs> no. I mean, we, we had some Big Ten, Big East matchups with yeah. the Gavit games. Yeah. You had Northwestern getting off the mat after a hideous loss and yeah, beating what was Providence. What that, by the way? How about Ohio State? How good they look Trent, against I think Villanova. they're legit. Yeah. I, th- I think that this might be the team that's going to push Sparty. It could be, yeah. yeah I think they are. You know, Purdue let one slip away against Marquette. But it, overall, remember Chris Holtman mm-hmm. those first two years? First of all, the only reason he got that job, remember he got that, it wasn't a firing right. of Thad Mata right. after March. It was, they kind of looked at the roster in June and said, yeah, this team's not going to be very good. <laughs> yeah. And look what he's done with them. So let's make the move. Mm-hmm. They made the move, and he took this roster that didn't look very good. Made him an NCAA he made tournament. Chicken salad out of chicken bleep. Last year, lose a couple of players to the league. Eh, mm-hmm. Don't know how good they're going to be. They get to the NCAA tournament. They win a game against Iowa State. Now he's got a compliment of guys. He brought in a top five recruiting mm-hmm. class. DJ Carton, our bar, our, a part of it from Bettendorf. Yeah, you mentioned the Wessons and, and Big Caleb inside. And here they are. Boy, he's a load, isn't he? My God, he's a load. This is a team. Top 15? Yeah, I think so. I, in fact, I was going to ask you this at some point, and not necessarily during the show, but when we talk sports wagering, just to what their future is right now. What oh, you can get yeah. Them. I, look, I don't know if they're going to win it, but I think that they're certainly worth taking a stab if you can get 30, 40 to 1 mm-hmm. uh, on Ohio State to win it all. Again, I don't think they did, but I didn't think Evansville beat Kentucky the other night. And lo and behold, we know we knew what happened there. Hey, a couple of local things uh, to get in here in the first segment of the program, since you won't let me talk about Toledo and Northern Illinois, <laughs> and our audience appreciates your side of things here. Um, 
So, Drake, there's a new stadium that's uh, that's going to be constructed. You know, we heard about this new soccer complex that uh, that Kraus Come and Go wanted to build and bring a, a higher professional league team uh, to town. And I don't know if this sped up the process. I have no idea. I mean, I, I can't think that, that this was a reactionary move uh, to the potential of another stadium going in downtown Des Moines. Um, but Drake apparently has been working on this with the Des Moines School Board for some time. And yesterday, they let the community know exactly what their plans are going to be. And it's going to be a 4,000... Dual-purpose stadium, I guess you can call it dual-purpose. I mean, mm-hmm. it's football and soccer, with the potential, depending on fundraising, to actually put a bubble over top of it and use it year-round directly east to the Knapp Center. Um, so help me out. What is what is there now? Is that the practice facility? Is this Is this new complex going to go... Where's it going to be exactly? I, I think just across that little street that's there. And, and it and, is a two-lane street, I think. Yeah, yeah. Just pop over there, and that's mm-hmm. where they're going to build it, construct it. It'll be a soccer stadium, but also this will be something that will be used for the other high schools uh, across the Des Moines public landscape. Mm-hmm. I think a Williams Stadium still going to be used for East and what they do, and, of course, their yeah, connection with so. Grandview. Yeah, I hope so. But uh, you'll – and I've been to every one of these football stadiums, Outside of North. I, I called a game earlier this year at Lincoln. The press box seats eight people. Mm-hmm. Uh, six people, probably, more than likely. And it's it's old and in mm-hmm. need of renovations if they're going to do it. Now, the actual field, I mean, you're right up against it. Right up against the track is the way that's set up. Yep. It is unsafe for the players out there. This is going to be a good venue for the public schools. And, and that was a part of this. Drake getting a new soccer stadium is kind of eh. Yeah. But... When you combine it with the public schools and, and what they need and increasing what they're able to do, I think that was a huge win, certainly, with all this being put together. 2021 is apparently when they want to be uh, ready to go. So what does this do to Drake football? I guess I never saw that aspect of the story. Will they still play at Drake Stadium, or would, will they be at the new facility? I would think they would still play at Drake Stadium. I, I don't know they? the answer. Yeah, I, I didn't see the answer inside of what I heard. And, of course, I was in Cedar Rapids, so I didn't go to the press conference. you go to the press conference? I didn't even know what was happening. <laughs> Just joking. Right. I figured you were. Well, I mean, even if I would have known it was happening, I, <laughs> right? Yeah, um, I'll wait for the story to come out and opine that way. But yeah, look, it it's, it's good. Like you mentioned, it's great for this the uh, city schools. Mm-hmm. Roosevelt plays their games right now, their home games at uh, uh, at Drake Stadium, so they'll be able to play at this uh, new facility. The other kind of local story, Trent, is the uh, October numbers came out for sports wagering, and uh, a twenty one percent increase. Sports wagering continues to grow in the state of Iowa. I think now we've met the all but one are in. There are 19 casinos uh, in the state of Iowa. 18 have elected to offer sports wagering as part of their complement of, uh, of gaming opportunities that they all offer. 18 and 19 are in. The last to get aboard was DraftKings and our friends at Wild Rose. They're up and running now. And uh, I think the number I saw was $46 million. Mm. $46.5 million, and that was up from, what was it, almost just shy of $39 million in the month of September, so it continues to grow. What surprises me is, and I knew it, I was surprised on one hand, and what I'm referring to is how much money is being wagered via your mobile device. Mm-hmm. I knew it would get to a point where it would be 70 80%. That's what it is in Vegas. It's already there, and it was there the very first month that it was offered for the most part. Prairie Meadows, William Hill, um, they handled, and I'll just I'll round off the numbers, they handled $17 million in sports. 
in the month of October. Okay. 16 million of that was bet on people's mobile devices, meaning you don't have to be at Prairie Meadows to make your bet. You can be wherever you are in the state of Iowa. You can be at Jack Trice, at mm-hmm. Kinnick, in your living room, in your basement, wherever. Um, but that is incredibly high right off the bat to be at that level. And you know what? When we were there on August the 15th, when the ribbon was cut, um, one of the big criticisms, and quite honestly, it became in some areas a, a national, we became a punchline, or not we, we the state of Iowa, but particularly Prairie Meadows and William Hill, for the lack of funds that they decided to invest in building out their sports book. Absolutely. Trent, good for them. There was a justification under- behind it. Absolutely. Yeah. They understood what was coming and before anybody else. They don't people don't go there to bet and watch the games. No. It is a completely different environment. Mm-hmm. And this is something you're know, talking to the people we know out in Vegas and in Nevada. That's something that they said it, it has been such a huge change of their day to day operations. It's not about your daily customers coming in. It's well, yeah. You, but it's still a tourist trap, but the right. locals no longer have to go to the property. And, and those are the people that they knew, and those mm-hmm. are the people that they dealt with on a day to day basis. And somebody looks at it, and you know the sports book director, and you say, you know what? I know my limit is this, but can I get this on this mm-hmm. game? And you're sitting there, and you're haggling, and you're going back and forth. Those day to day those day to day interactions aren't there anymore. People are sitting at home. People that live in Vegas, for the most part, most people don't live on the strip. No. They live away from the strip, right. and it's kind of a pain in the ass uh-huh. to get there. So what do they do? Uh-huh. They're sitting on their couch making their wagers that way. You know, in a lot of the local, most of the local strength, they never see the strip. Mm-hmm. I mean, they'll they'll be at Red uh, Red Rock. Or they'll be at one of the station properties. Or they'll be at Palms. You know, if you can avoid the strip. Like when I lived there for the, what, how long was I there? 11 months in 2013, from January 1st um, through November of 2013. I went to the strip once. One time. And I loved the strip. When I was, you know, flying out there every three weeks, mm-hmm. now love's a little over the top because it got very old very quickly. I mean, it's that's a tough gig. A week in Vegas yeah. on the strip uh, and doing so every three weeks was. T- so I never went except when we had family in town because they wanted to go. Yeah, that you makes just, sense. Yeah. Did, the locals just stay the hell away from it. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think, yeah, we did. We went to one show. We went to see. We've seen them all, but the one that we went to when we lived there was uh, Michael Jackson's okay. Cirque just came out yeah. while we were there, and uh, Cindy and I went to it. It was okay. I mean, the other, I think there's uh, Love by the Beatles is still my favorite at the Mirage. Anyways, sports wagering growing. It's up uh, up another 21%. So where will it get to? I mean, what, there's got to be a level, plateau, right? right? Yeah. There, there has to be a level that they hit, and then it'll be consistent, and it'll fluctuate throughout baseball season as opposed to football and those types of things, but... I don't know. How much more growth could there still be in there? Yet It it is interesting. People know that I like to wager, and they like Mm -hmm. to talk to me about that. And how many people that I also know have wagered in the past and like sports gambling, but they still haven't made it out there. Haven't got out to Prairie. Haven't made a trip up to Wild Rose. Nothing like that. People still, for the most part, at least uh, more people than I anticipated, that I do know like to bet on sports, still haven't opened an account. Or, yeah, I went out there one time and I made a bet. But that was it. But they didn't open up their mobile account. I think there's still plenty of growth still there. I, I do too, Trent. And um, this is maybe getting a, a little bit uh, too far ahead of where we should because I don't want to confuse people because it's not January 1st, 2020. It's January 1st, 2021. Yeah. So 13, 13 months. months from yeah. now. 
uh, it's all going to change again. And then it's really, and what I mean, I'll get into this in a second, what I mean there I think is the next big boost. And what I mean by that is starting January 1st, 2021, you're going to be able to sit in your house in West Des Moines and you're going to be able to sign up at Elite Sportsbook. Or you're going to be able mm-hmm. to sign up at DraftKings. Or you're going to be able to sign up for the Hard Rock app at Sioux City. And you're not going to have to leave your house. Right. You don't do have to so. drive to these destinations to do it. You can fund. You can you can sign up. And I mean, if, if you're into this, right now a lot of people have, just because of where we are, they have the William Hill app. Mm-hmm. You're going to be able to have them all. And then you'll be able to price shop. If you like, uh, I don't know, if you like Iowa this week. Um, and what's the number? Three right Three. now? So the casino up north, closer to Minnesota, closer to Minnesota, maybe you're getting three and a half, right? Yeah, and and if you're or two and a half, or two and a half, whatever the case may be, mm-hmm. if you're if you're um, you're going to bet this game, you have an opinion on this game, you're going to shop around. So then I think it's got an opportunity to grow, but we're a ways away from that. It's going to change things. It's going to be a fundamentally changed uh, sports. I think, and the, and the uh, numbers are going to continue to grow. Anyways, let's move on. So tonight we just taped our TV show. We did inside the numbers, which will air tonight on MediaCom. We were doing our NFL segment. And I'm not surprised you said this on one hand. On the other hand, um, you know, we hadn't talked a lot about Pittsburgh Steelers football. We'll mm-hmm. see them again tonight. Very quietly, I think we maybe it was a throwaway line earlier uh, in the week when we had our NFL discussion. It must have been Tuesday because we never get to it on Monday. <laughs> right. Um, but very quietly, the Steelers and, and Tomlin doing a very nice job and doing it in a different fashion to what kind of we're used to, right? Pittsburgh's winning these football games with their defense. And it's a really good defense. It is. And Mika Fitzpatrick, find a better acquisition than he's been. Well, you're not going to find that. And he he might be in the running for defensive player of the year. He may be. No, I think he is in the running. If if this Steelers team certainly gets to the playoffs, he's going to be right there Mm -hmm. and going to come down to the wire. I wrote him off for dead, Trent. Oh, yeah. They were 1-4. I know it. One and four. Yeah, they were Ben's three, gone. one and four. Beat the, who did they beat? The Bengals. Bengals finally found their first win, and they got beat by the Ravens the very next week. But they've reeled off four straight. Again, maybe not murderer's row, but that's an impressive win over the Rams last week. I don't think the Rams are anywhere close to what they were last year. It was in Pittsburgh, but it's still a win. Mm-hmm. Now, short turnaround this week and a road trip to Cleveland tonight. Do you have an opinion on this game? I mean, I, I don't know. If I had to fire, I'd probably still be on the Browns, and I hate myself for it. I just... <laughs> the, the, Boy, it's huge team. for them, Trent. They're 3-6. Yeah. and six. There's not... I mean, I don't know. I think you almost at this point you have to win out if you're if if you're Cleveland. Nine and seven might get you that last wild card, but Maybe. it is it's a might at this point in time. Here's the Steelers' schedule: Cleveland win or certainly winnable at Cincinnati. Win Cleveland at home. What? Yeah. So back two out of three. Two out of three with okay. the Brownies. All right. Arizona win uh, at where's that at? It's in Arizona. Okay, still. Buffalo at home. Buffalo's playing well. At the Jets. Mm-hmm. And then they finish up at Baltimore. This win streak could continue. They get it done tonight. So they get four wins. That gets them tonight. Five Five. you feel a lot better. Uh-huh. Five, five you're going to get one of them for sure. Seven, nine and seven, you're probably going to need tiebreakers. Right, yeah. It very well could come down to that. So Cleveland's right back uh, in it with a win tonight. Mm-hmm. But they have to be basically perfect. Going I, think, forward. I think they have to win out. Ten and six. Nine and seven doesn't get you one. You certainly feel a lot better about your chances uh, if you get to ten and. Are six. you a believer in Buffalo that they're Trent? They keep winning. 
I, I I say no, but they keep winning. And what are they six and three? They are. Um, the Colts they get Brissett back. Eventually, I think they'll be fine. Look, the Raiders are in the mix. They are. The Raiders are very much in the mix. Titans are in the mix. Titans are in the mix. That team is so weird. I don't get that team at all. I'm with you. I cannot Mm -hmm. ever figure them out. Mm -hmm. Look awful one week, Mm -hmm. and they beat Kansas City. I don't know how. They got it done. I know they did. I like Vrabel, too. Yes. I'm a a Mike Vrabel fan. I liked him when he was a player. Different team with Tannehill. Think about that. The number yeah. two overall pick in the draft is flaming out in front of our very eyes. And you know what? He His Heisman year, did he not win the Heisman in as overwhelming a fashion as we've seen? I mean, he crushed the competition the year he won the Heisman. What year would it have been? 15? 2014. 14. How big was his win? I mean, he he just he doubled up the competition in terms of voting. Up. Who finished second? Melvin Gordon was second. Yeah, Mariota had seven hundred and eighty-eight first place votes. Amari Cooper had the second most with forty-nine. I think about that. Melvin Gordon had uh, the third most with thirty-seven. Fourth on that list, Trayvon Boykin of TCU. GT Barrett finished fifth, looking a little bit deeper. How about Tevin Coleman from Indiana finishing seventh? Dak Prescott at eight. Scooby Wright, Arizona running back. Yeah, I do remember Scooby. And Bryce Petty was the 10th choice in the mm. Heisman voting. Well, uh, Mariota was an overwhelming winner that year, and now he's uh, overwhelmingly holding the clipboard uh, on the sidelines, watching, of all people, ran in Tannehill. And what are they? They're 500, right? Five and five? I think they're five and five, Tennessee. Yes, they are. Yep. All right, we've got the Stephen M. Simple coming up, Lincoln Journal Star. We will do that. We're going to shoot the gun. Well, you're going to shoot the Nerf gun today. I'm ready to roll here. The Berkwood Farms promotion. All the $100 ones prizes have come off the board. We'll do that, what, 1045 before we get to Lee? 1040 that sounds good. Or so. so if you'll get me on Facebook. Facebook on your phone. I'll uh, uh, film you. And if, I know actually, did you practice hold? Because I, ha- I haven't yet. No, that was I... embarrassing. Trying to load the gun. Yes, the yeah. last time we did it. I mean, come on. Well, we'll be better today. We will be. Uh, Lee Sterling was terrific last time he joined us. Uh, he's going to join us at ten forty-five. Stephen M. Simple is next. But before we do that, let's see. This uh, this contest is uh, quickly coming to an end. Let's see if we can get another Des Moines area listener into the win column and put $1,000 in somebody's bull bankroll. Here's what we're asking you to do. Simply text the keyword YOGA to 200-200 right now. That's YOGA to 200-200. You'll get a confirmation text and info. Standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest. Simple from the Lincoln Journal Star. Next, Miller and Condon till noon. Des Moines Sports Station, 14. And the Huskers. We are two weeks away from Black Friday. We I guess two weeks from tomorrow from Black Friday when the Hawks will head to Lincoln. Stephen M., good to talk to you, my friend. How are you? Uh, I'm doing fine. I mean, I, we're just grinding through this season, and I just kind of thought, man, I mean, we're about done. I hear I'm, you. Yeah. I, I hope I'm going to – I don't know what – I'm not, I'm not, you know, I don't know what your plans are. I kind of hope we're kind of keep doing this after <laughs> the season, every now and then at least. But I uh, – yeah, Count on yeah, it. I'm I enjoy in. It. I, here's the thing. I – I enjoy the football season. It just goes ridiculously fast. No, there's no question about it, Sip. I can't believe it's coming to an end, but we got three of them left. And, you know, this uh, Wisconsin-Nebraska game, Nebraska coming off a bye, Wisconsin, and you know what it's about. I mean, it's it's how do you stop Taylor and Iowa 
Uh, couldn't figure that out last week, and now it's going to be up to Nebraska this week to try and slow him down. Sip, I go back to the game week of last week when uh, Kirk Ferentz was asked about, you know, just how good Jonathan Taylor is. He said, look, in his mind, I was played three running backs that are better than any of the other ones he's seen in his entire career. He mentioned Christian McCaffrey, who tore the Hawks up in the Rose Bowl. Uh, he mentioned Shaquan Barkley, who was over here at night a couple of years ago under the lights and was just unbelievable. And then Taylor. And um, I, I think that, you know, that's a pretty darn good list he came up with. And now Taylor's going to uh, do his thing against the uh, black shirts. He's so good, Sip. He's really good. I mean, I don't know if I – I mean, the one guy that I always think about that I'd probably take over him is Ron Dane. But, that, uh, but yeah, I mean, he's he's a ex- – you know, Ron Dane – did, did Ferentz face Ron Dane? Oh yeah, he did. And yeah, it early was in his bad. Year, it was. It was. Yeah, yeah. He uh, set the the record, I believe, against Iowa in like a forty-four to three win, something like ninety-nine. That. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm surprised Ferentz wouldn't invoke that name. Dane took them. Dane took Wisconsin three Rose Bowls. I know that. But I anyway. Yeah, Taylor is. Uh, I mean, he's a he's a big time talent for sure. I mean now. I've seen him, though, this year where he looked pretty human. I mean, against Illinois, I mean, I don't want to diminish what you're saying. Don't get me wrong. He's key. I mean, he's averaged 9.6 yards against Nebraska. How about that? And over 49 carries So in two years. So I'm not diminishing Jonathan Taylor in any way. 9.6, okay? That's crazy. Um, yeah, it's, re- it's remarkable. But, you know, I watched the Illinois game from start to finish. And was kind of surprised how ordinary he looked in that game at times. Uh, that line was beat up in that game, um, and you know against Ohio State he could get nothing going, ran for fifty yards. Uh, so I, I mean I'm not, and I'm not of this kind of mind that a lot of seems like a lot of Nebraska fans are in, which is you know this is this is this could be a, a train wreck on Saturday. I'm not necessarily in that in that mode now, it'll be tough and you know for reasons that we all understand and you know again 9.6 i can't really emphasize that enough but god i would think nebraska would be ready to bow up and say you know enough's enough of that and you know maybe hold him to 170 yards something that's kind of manageable uh we'll see though certainly gonna have to score this week uh martinez just didn't look himself out there in the matchup coming back off injury against Purdue a couple of weeks back. Health-wise, where is he? And maybe more importantly, has there been any talk about where he is mentally? That There was just some spots in that game he certainly didn't look like the same guy we saw out there as a freshman. Has there been any talk of where Adrian is mentally? Yeah, there's been just a little talk of that over here. Uh, I uh, Physically, fine. I mean, I don't think there's. I don't think he has any problems physically, uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, he hasn't had a good year. He, I mean, the coaches, Scott Frost, the head coach, and Mario Verduzco, the quarterbacks coach, pretty. I mean, they talk fairly openly about that. It, he just, it, it's, and it's really, it comes down to a critical word at that position, and that is decisiveness. Mm-hmm. He's kind of lacked it. His his position coach said that this week he just wants him to cut it loose have fun and go back to being that decisive uh kind of rant you know kind of swashbuckling guy you know 
Um, swashbuckling is my word, not Mario's word, but that's that's kind of what they're looking for. He's, there's been a hesitancy. He hasn't seemed to play the game with the play the sport with the same sort of joy that he did last year. So all that you kind of hope that in the last three games uh, materializes again, and then he's going to need it. Um, he's going to need it again with against Wisconsin because they're going to have to ask him to do a lot because Wandale Robinson's availability doubt. Uh-oh. Uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, his availability is is in doubt. He did I think he I mean they don't announce injuries here, but I think he you know if you guys remember the Purdue game he wasn't Yeah, he did they, they didn't let him back in the game late, right. Yeah, and then he came off the field grimacing. Yep. He kind of trotted off the field, but then when he got to the locker room kind of grabbed the wall and when he was out of, when he was out of sight, kind of, you could tell he was hurting, and he hasn't practiced, so I don't think you'll see him. So it all kind of goes back to this: Adrian's got to have a big game. Mm-hmm. So help our uh, Hawkeye listeners out the um, with Minnesota. Of course, the Gophers bring their unbeaten, uh, their unbeaten record to to Kinnick Stadium coming up on uh, Saturday afternoon. I'm sure you had a buy. I'm not. I mean, I'm not sure that you saw Penn State in Minnesota, but I know you've seen Minnesota in person. This team, Sip, you look. Know, teams are supposed to get better as the year's gone on. They were atrocious that offensive line in the non-conference portion of the season. They're a whole lot better now. Tanner Morgan's confidence is through the roof. Help us out with Minnesota. Well, you got a good handle on them, but the one thing I would add is there's, I mean, well, I mean, I'm sure a lot of Hawkeye fans watched Minnesota against Penn State, and I mean, I would start with that. I watch, Again, I watched that entire game. I was very, very interested in it. Told my grandson, don't talk. Can't talk <laughs> during this game. Um, and, and it was... Um, it was a powerful display. I mean, I, I thought Minnesota looked like, you know, a bona fide top 10 team, you know, and they're seven now, I think, in the mm, seven eight or, eight, eight, yeah. eight or yeah. seven, yeah, in the, in the college football playoff pool. And they, they're every bit of that. Okay, so I'd start there. And then I'd go to, I'd go to their skill positions, which is, I mean, they're, they're, Big time mm-hmm. skill position. I, I can't really emphasize enough. For instance, they have that Rashad Bateman who has surpassed Tyler Johnson as their guy at receiver, and we all know how good Tyler right. Johnson is. He's getting drafted no matter what, and now they got a guy that kind of has surpassed him in Rashad Bateman. Mm-hmm. And by the way, Chris Altman Bell is could play about anywhere. He's another receiver. They can't get Demetrius Douglas on the field. And he'd be Nebraska's best receiver. And then, of course, it running, they're balanced. So that's the critical thing. They're balanced because running back, Rodney Smith, um, Shannon Brooks, uh, Mohammed Ibrahim's their number three guy. He ran for 1,000 yards last year. Now he's number three. Um, they're, they're loaded at the skill positions, not just with guys, with big-time guys. So it makes them very versatile. And, yeah, you're right. The thing I wondered was if they could get going on the offensive line, and I also wondered if they had like a championship-level defense. And, and at least against Penn State, they showed some signs, although, hey, guys, Penn State went over 500 yards. Mm-hmm. So I'm still 
I'm not ready to say they're going to beat Ohio State. I don't think they would, but um, they're they'll be a it, with with Iowa. The thing I'd say is I just don't think Iowa can score enough. I don't. I just don't. I don't think Iowa. I mean, I think Iowa will have to score twenty seven or twenty eight to win. One final thing, Sip. Reading your article about the guy that is the Heisman front runner right now, Joe Burrow. Connections to the Frost family. That's he wanted to be a Husker. Article. Yes, got to uh, sting certainly some Nebraska fans seeing what he's doing down in Baton Rouge. I, I didn't know that, Sip. I did. I'm glad you wrote that. Well, thank you. Yeah, it's it's kind of an annoying conversation here. You know, like here we go now. So now Joe Burrow, <laughs> you know, he just watched him against Alabama, yeah. literally catapult himself to the top of the Heisman. Conversation and now if he keeps going, he's probably going to be the number one pick. Yep. And you know his family really makes no bones about that he wanted to play for Nebraska and was basically turned away every time. So yeah, it's 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 just kind of a it's kind of an annoying conversation. It's not I wouldn't say it's causing a lot of problems. It's just kind of an annoyance. Uh, Sip, great stuff. We will talk to you in advance of Maryland. I'm I'm so rooting for Nebraska to beat Maryland next week. I don't think they'll beat Wisconsin, but boy, I wanted to be sitting on five. I don't speak for the state, that's for sure. I wanted to be sitting on five when Iowa pays a visit to Memorial Stadium on Lincoln on Black Friday. And by the way, Sip, and I'm going to guilt you here, Trent and I are going to work Friday morning, and we're going to we're going to count on ten minutes of our guy on game morning, Stephen M. Sipple, to join the program for a few minutes. So we're going to. Oh yeah, uh, you can. No, I'll do it. I owe you after that slip up a couple of weeks ago. So hey, I'll do what I got to do there. So let's just plan on. It. All right, pal. We'll talk to you next week in advance of Maryland. Thank you, Stephen M. All right, thank you guys. Stephen Thanks, M. Sipple, Lincoln Journal star. We guys got to see the tweet we got. Did Nebraska legalize weed without me knowing? Simple thinking Nebraska and whiskey going to be close makes me think he's had a puff. Well, <laughs> <laughs> having a puff, I love that. Um, yeah, I think it can be close. You do? How? Come on, Ken. Well, I, I don't think that the... Your love of sip is... No, no, no. The point spread's 14. Right? Nebraska can't stop you and me. Yeah, I got a feeling this one's going to be close. How? I'm not saying 3-7. Adrian Martinez does not look like the you same know what quarterback. He, you know what? He's, he's got Sam Darnold disease. Robinson's banged up. He's seeing ghosts. His confidence is shot. He doesn't trust himself. And now suddenly they're going to figure out how to put points up against this Wisconsin D? We've seen it before. Do you think? Did you think Illinois was going to beat him? Illinois didn't get in the red zone. Did you think that Illinois was, was going to beat them? That was an anomaly. Did you think they were going to beat them? I did not. All right. Illinois is a lot better football I don't team. Think... A lot better football team than Nebraska. I want people to see... Well, Nebraska beat them. Don't they did. Um, and they were hair on fire at that time. But they beat them. When Nebraska was playing well in Illinois. Where was does it matter? In the right now, column. who's a better football team? I would take Illinois. I did not say that Wisconsin is going to lose to Nebraska. I said I think it's going to be closer than some. You know, Lee Sterling, hold on. Uh, Lee Sterling. Uh, Lee Corso, not so fast, my friend. Uh-huh. Not so fast, my friend. Closer than you think. 42-7. We'll see. We'll come back. Uh, we'll hear from that man. Well, not that man, Corso, but Sterling. He's next. Miller and Connor, are you going to come in here and shoot the Nerf gun? I'm ready to shoot the Nerf gun. I'm going to win some money for somebody. Going to get them a gift certificate. What am I going to be shooting for? I'll figure it Bird out here Wood during Farms, the break. Farms, Scissors and Scotch, and Heart of Iowa. So we got 50s, some 40s, and some 25s. 
Trent will do that during the break. We'll come back with Lee Sterling. We're Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460. Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. 11 o'clock hour, Alex Halstead, CycloneAlert.com, part of 24-7 Sports. He'll join us at 1115. Mark Morehouse, Cedar Rapids Gazette, about 1135. Well, Lee Sterling, credit where credit is due, Lee Sterling. Thank you, as always, for coming on. Last week, you let our audience know that the wrong team was favored up in uh, the bank and TCF and... Um, you, you had a lot of people thinking you were crazy. The Penn State's going to oh, whoop them until halftime. Right. <laughs> yeah, I got a little. I, got, I got a couple. I got a couple emails that uh, we cannot read uh, on the air. Yeah, we uh, we had some people asking us the same questions, Lee. But you know what? You were right. In Minnesota, they're going to get to Kinnick. Uh, they're going to be unbeaten. Yep. It's one of the great. One of the good stories. Maybe great's a little over yep. the top, but a good story in college football. These Gophers. I would agree, a hundred percent, and. Uh, Question is, does he stay there? I know he has uh, that offer, but I don't think it's signed. I don't think it's going to be mm. signed from what I'm hearing until December 13th. So, you know, could mm. Florida State be one of those teams that comes running after him? He's he's certainly right up there with Matt Campbell as far as uh, people that will be uh, uh, contacted as soon as the season's over. Mm. Well, let's uh, let's yep. get into business. Yep. Paramount Sports, Lee Sterling is our guest. we got five, and then we got our game of yep. the week. So let's start in the Big Ten. Penn State coming off a loss. Indiana, Penn State's a 14-and-a-half-point favorite over the Hoosiers, who have had a nice year in their own right. Yeah, and, and, and if this game last week had lasted another quarter, I think Penn State would have won the game, but that's why they play the games. They uh, did not get off to a fast start, but they did gain 518 yards, the three interceptions, certainly were the reason uh, they greased the skids. But Indiana's defense has gotten eight turnovers the last three games. But let's look at who they got those turnovers against. The dregs of the Big Ten, Maryland, Northwestern, and this year, Nebraska. Indiana already bowl eligible with seven wins. If Penn State wins here and at Ohio State, they are the Big Ten East champs. So they still have a lot to play for. And I just think Indiana's rush offense is really – uh, their biggest problem, they, you know, they're one-dimensional. They have to throw the football, and with Ramsey, they're not doing, they're not getting down the field any two-three play drives here. Penix Jr. gave them much more uh, big play uh, type of type of plays. So I- I'm going to take Penn State here. I think they pull away late, 42-20. 42-20, a win for Penn State and the cover at home in State College. Let's stay in the Big Ten and let's go with the uh, matchup of Michigan schools in Ann Arbor this year. The Wolverines hosting Michigan State. Nearly a two-touchdown favorite, 13-and-a-half the number here. Sparty looking to score some points. Yeah, absolutely no buzz around the country for this game. And I still think uh, it's going to be interesting because... Michigan State is going to have to come out and play really well, or this could get ugly here. Mm-hmm. They did have a first, good first half against Illinois, but watching that game, I thought the officiating was horrendous. Uh, Lovey, uh, Lovey was certainly upset. Uh, he, he, I was surprised he didn't draw a penalty in that game, but his team, uh, they rallied. And, and Michigan State right now, you don't so much look at their record. Let's look at their spread record the last 14 games. 2-12 and 12 against the spread. It is ugly. They've got injuries. They're without their best player on defense, maybe on offense, two receiver, no running game. 
all these outside distractions with D'Antonio here. And Michigan's rested, finally clicking on offense and defense. they got two running backs that can tote it now. They're hitting on big plays. And um, I just think Michigan State here, you know, they're just playing out the string here. Even if they beat Rutgers and Maryland, where are they going? The quick lane, Jiffy Loop Bowl <laughs> right. in Detroit. Give me Michigan, big, 42-10. All right, we'll get Lee Sterling's yeah. opinion on Iowa State and Iowa coming up. But before that, Lee, let's go back to the Big 12. Game day is going to be there. It's under the lights. A huge game in Waco. Oklahoma and Baylor, the top two teams in the Big 12. Oklahoma's a 10-point favorite. Yeah, and as good as their offense is, they're going to probably score – 35 to 45 on almost anyone. Their defense, just like last year, just about this time, springing leaks. Uh, they've given up 89 points now in the last two games. I think Charlie Brewer is a lot like Sam Erlinger. Uh, he's completed 67% of his passes, uh, thrown for 16 touchdowns, only four interceptions, gained almost 300 yards through the year. He threw for over 400 yards against Oklahoma, and Baylor's D number right now giving up just 19 points per game. Matt Rule, 9-2 and two against the spread as an underdog. He's a lot like P.J. Fleck here in Minnesota. Uh, I think they got a shot here to take Oklahoma. And OU, how about this 1-11 and 11 as a road favorite? Shocker of the weekend, the Baylor Bears knock off Oklahoma 45-44 in a thriller. Baylor with the win outright over Oklahoma. Let's stay in the Big 12 up in Ames, Texas. Makes their way up. Cyclones now a touchdown favorite in this game. Texas was favored in the look ahead lines. Throughout the summer, I continue to tell Ken I was so excited to see this Texas team have to come north in November and play a game in Jack Trice. Not quite as excited about the point spread now. I liked it a lot more when I was getting a field goal. Big swing here. Iowa State laying the touchdown. Yeah, last year's game, Texas outstatted the Cyclones 405 to 210, and won that game 24 to 10. Uh, Matt Campbell, great as a hunter, not great when he's being hunted. He's 0 3 straight up and against the spread versus Texas. Tom Herman, great underdog, 14 and 4 as an underdog since he's been at Houston and Texas here. And Sam Erlinger. I think this is going to be a great, great you know, back-and-forth game here. He can trade points with Brock Purdy. So I think both running backs will surprisingly have some success here also. I think Texas wins this game here 35-31. to 31. I'm going to take the seven points here in Texas. Grabbing the touchdown and the horns. We finish up in Iowa City. It's the battle for the best trophy in college football. The Pig, Floyd Rosedale on the line. <laughs> Gophers have it won in Iowa City in two decades. 1999, the last time they won in Kinnick Stadium. The Hawkeyes favored by a field goal. Yeah, and, and I backed both teams here last week. I backed Minnesota. Their upset win in Iowa. I thought they would keep it close with Wisconsin, which they did. But the dynamics just don't favor Iowa uh, here, uh, you know, to, to maybe blow out the game. But I think, you know, that they've won eight straight in the series. This is one of those games I think they can bully Minnesota. You know, coming off that win last week, I just don't know if you're going to see an A-plus effort or even an A-minus or a B-plus effort from Minnesota. Very, very tough to go on the road after. This wasn't a game of the decade. This might have been the game and a win of the century for Minnesota. And look at their road games where they played Purdue and Fresno. I mean, let's throw out Rutgers. These are two average teams, and they came away with just three and seven-point wins here. Nathan Stanley just needs to stay away from Antoine Winfield. Yeah. Guy has seven interceptions, number two in the country in that category. I think they're going to bully Minnesota, and, and I'm not sure if Minnesota has come back down to earth yet. 
I like Iowa here, 27-20. Interesting. Well, your game of the week, Lee, is another Big Ten tilt. It's a Big Ten West tilt. Uh, Wisconsin is on the road. Nebraska coming off a, a by the Badgers, a 14-point yep. favorite. If the crew wants more information, how do they reach you? Just call 800-400-9741. Big game for both teams. Wisconsin, they're still alive. Nebraska looking to get to a bowl game. So you want to get this game for free, 800 400 9741. And last week, we released our biggest game of the year, a 50 unit college football underdog shocker with Illinois, plus 14 and a half. They went outright. We're coming right back with a 40 unit play on Saturday. Uh, first time in a long time we've released back to back 40 to 50 unit plays. So we're 40 and 17 documented the last 12 years on these games. You want to hop on board just 247 for three weeks. And I'm so sure I'm going to win this game. If I don't win this game and you come aboard, you get the entire season after that through the Super Bowl for free. So it's all available. ParamountSports.com. Call us here at the office. 800-400-9741. Talk to you next week, Lee. Thank you. Oh, thanks, guys. Good to talk to you. Lee Sterling, Paramount Sports. Good stuff there. Look, I, I'm with them on the, I think Minnesota is in a tricky spot here, Trent. They are. We've talked about the motivational ploys of Phil Fleck and mm-hmm. what he has done. These kids believe, but... That was such a huge spot. Massive. It was Penn State. Look at the field afterwards. Everybody, I mean, you couldn't find it. You couldn't find any real estate to stand to get on the field with the team. Letdown spots, I think, are much bigger in college football than they are in the professional game. They're still there, but it's much bigger here. In class, everybody's praising them. You can't, they can't walk anywhere in campus. Uh I mean, Trent, their head's got to be huge right now. Um, this Penn State team that we just beat, they won in Kinnick Stadium. Yes. They controlled that football game even yes. late. Iowa scored, but it was a five-point victory there. We'll go in there. I know Phil Flex is going to be talking about two decades, haven't won there since 99. He's going to use everything possible, but you're still talking about 18- to 22-year-old kids. It can be difficult to get up back-to-back weeks. Do you think, if you're, if you're uh, from a Gophers perspective, if you can come out and, and punch Iowa in the mouth, see, where I'm at with this Hawk team right now, I don't know if they have a response if they fall down mm-hmm. early in the football game. I think a quick start for them is imperative, and if they get that quick start, I think they can hand Minnesota their first loss of the year. Yeah, they get a touchdown right away. Right Iowa away. maybe responds with the field goal, and then Minnesota another quick strike. It's 14-3. Yeah, that seed of doubt has been planted. I don't think they come back. I'm right there with you. Tanner Morgan was unbelievable. He was 18 for 20 last week. Is he going to play at that level? Well, he's been really good all year. The efficiency numbers, he's the fourth highest efficiency quarterback in college football. On the road, in Kinnick. I'm with you. I think Pretty good pass defense. I think Iowa can win the football game. Uh, We'll come back. We'll hear uh, uh, more on Iowa with Mark Morehouse about 11.35. Alex Halstead, 11.15. Trent and I have another hour to go. It's Miller and Condon. We're on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO.